0: You're listening to K Tahoe, the new 96.1 and AM 590. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Hello, everybody! Happy Monday. Yeah, to the poor Rito schools. They had to start school today. What? Yeah, Reno went back. Um, I know. I think Sacramento schools are going back on Thursday. Oh, that's awful. We Douglas County next Monday. Three weeks of summer We still, left, have, still have three for like Oh, October. we're oh, yeah. savoring. All right. We're... Yeah, kind of makes you feel good about that August 31st. Although I was saying this morning, I really wish they had done it September 1st. It's just something psychological about right, it. That right. Can you just start Tuesday? We're actually, our school starts on Wednesday, September 3rd. Nice. So
1: that's, I, I'm feeling really good about that. Yeah we have like two extra days. (laughs) Well, it's a a psychological thing. School goes back in September. Yeah. Darn it. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. So I'm excited because this is our first week of our um, Gifts of Imperfection, and we're talking about um, Brene Brown's work on wholehearted living and we're going to be for the next 10 weeks. We're going to be doing a guide post for wholehearted living each week. So this week is about cultivating authenticity. And this is from, um, for those of you who love the show or love the ideas and you want to read more, um, the book that this is coming from is the gifts of imperfection. Let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are, your guide to a wholehearted life. And it's by Brene Brown, who, um, has written Daring Greatly. Her new book, Rising Strong, is coming out in a couple of weeks. And um, it's a training that I recently went through. And so it's such great work that I thought it would be fun to share with um, with those of you who listen. So, nice. Yeah. So I want to start with a quote by Margaret Young. And this is straight from the book. Often people attempt to live their lives backwards. They try to have more things or more money in order to do more of what they want so they will be happier. The way it actually works is the reverse. You must first be who you really are, then do what you really need to do in order to have what you want. And that's by Margaret Young. So, um, so when we talk about authenticity, we talk about it as, oftentimes we'll talk about it as like a, an adjective. Like, oh, she's authentic. Or Jen, you're so authentic, but really the way, um, that Brene talks about it is it's a practice. It's a conscious choice of how we want to live. So when you think about, um, authenticity, it's more, um, I would like to say kind of more like a verb, right? Like living (laughs) authentically, um, and choosing authenticity. And you know, it is, it's about really this choice to show up and be real, to be honest and to let our true selves be seen. And I think this is where the courageous part comes from, this idea of this letting go of what people think and, um, and living a courageous life or a wholehearted life, um, which we'll use synonymously over the next 10 weeks, but is this idea of letting our true selves be seen. Yeah. And oftentimes we work really hard to fit in, to blend in, to not stand out, not make waves um, and to just kind of you know go along to get along and really that is not giving us that ability to let our true selves be seen and when we talk about wanting to form connections with people real connections with people it's hard to form a real connection with someone if you're not allowing your true self to be seen and then you know and then let's say you're kind of fitting in and somebody really likes you then the fear is like well do they really like me or do they really like who I'm being to fit in? Yeah. Right. And so it's, that's kind of dangerous to start out as this, like, Oh, I'm going to be this person when really you're not. Yeah. Um, because then you have to worry, do I keep up the facade or, uh, do I just let them see a little bit more of who I am? And so, um, so important to think about now, when you think about people you're drawn to, like, what do you think, Jen? Like, who who are you most drawn to when you meet somebody?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I, you know, I don't know that I've ever actually thought about that, what draw, draws me. I, I, I really have a diverse base of friends. Um, but, like, what are the characteristics of the people that you're drawn to? Someone who's honest. Um, I'm not... I, I can tell you more what I'm not drawn to maybe than what I There's am. that and negativity yeah. bias in action, right?
1: It's really easy for us to
0: come up with the what, what we don't, don't like. want. All right, yeah. so try it. Let's we'll play this game. Okay. So, so um oh, let's see. I do like people that are that are honest and straightforward. I don't like bushing you know, beating around the bush. Yep. That makes me nuts. Yep. Um I like follow through, people who follow through, who do what, do they, what they say. Do what, you know, okay. they say they're going to do it, then it happens. Falls back into that integrity, honesty. Yeah, I'm into loyalty. Yeah. I like that. Um, I, I, you know, I enjoy people who are good listeners, who, you know, you can tell that they're really actively listening. Yeah. And um, are interested um, in your life and what's going on, and that can keep, you know, I don't want to say keep secrets, but you know, keep confidence. Yeah, keep but...
1: confidences for sure. Yeah, and you know, so most people are drawn to to people who are warm and down to earth and honest. Like you really hit on it, right? Honest and honest is tied right into authenticity. You know, you get you see what you get, you get what you see, and um, and this is who I am, and so there's no surprise, right? It's yeah. no, oh wow, I thought she was that way, but she's really this way. Um, so when you think about who we're drawn to, we're not drawn to these kind of cold. Um, perfect put together you know highfalutin kind of snooty type no, people no, no. no we're drawn to like warm real people and so but it's funny because oftentimes we try to be something that's not warm and real in order to fit in and in order to make people like us so uh so it's you know it's an interesting paradox but um, it's a pretty big task because to be authentic in our culture and this culture that wants us to fit in and people please, um, it's hard. You know, we, we're in a culture where people tell us what to wear, how to dress, what to look like, where to work, how much money to make, where to live, how to parent. I mean, you name it. There's somebody telling us how we should do it. Yep. And so, um, so really authenticity is this daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. And so, but that's hard to do when the media is telling you you're supposed to be this or that you're supposed to not have wrinkles at age 40, you know, here, let us give you Botox so you can get rid of those wrinkles. It's like, Really?
0: I That's mean, an interesting that point. When you discuss authenticity, that was one of the first things that came to my mind was just um the the overuse of cosmetic surgery in our culture. I mm-hmm. think it certainly has a place and value. Sure. And and but um obviously it's now become like you say, it's like kinda like stopping for a coffee. You stop and get your Botox. Mm-hmm. Um and for things that aren't, I don't think what cosmetic surgery was necessarily intended for. Originally, but, you know, yeah, God bless well, the surgeons. Hey, let's make a dollar.
1: And <laughs> some people love it. Like some people are very proud of their, you know, of their cosmetic surgery or their choices. And I say, you know, hey, if that's authentically you, if that feels good to you and you're owning that and yeah. it's part of who you are, fine. Like yeah. I'm not here to judge. All I'm saying is that when we're doing it to please others yeah. and we're doing it because we don't think we'll be accepted unless we do it, that's a whole different story than like, hey, you know what? I just actually really like that. And like, I, I would like to not have those wrinkles, you know, or I would like to look different in my clothes, what have you. So, so when we're talking about authenticity, when you think about this, like this idea of authenticity being a conscious choice to do something, it's really about cultivating the courage to be imperfect. So allowing yourself to be like, Hey, yeah, guess what? I'm flawed. Sometimes I goof it up on the radio. Sometimes mm-hmm. I yell at my kids. Sometimes I <laughs> I struggle to fit in and people please like it happens, right? Mm-hmm. I admit that. And so cultivating the courage to be imperfect, setting boundaries, and then allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. And that goes back to that, allowing the true us to be seen. Like that's a vulnerable place mm-hmm. because what if we put ourselves out there and people don't like it? That's scary. Yep. Right. So, uh, it's also about exercising compassion that comes from knowing that we're all made of strength and struggle. So when you think about the, when you're struggling and you think, I'm the only one who's struggling, you're not and in fact i came in this mo- this uh morning and i was talking to jen about something earlier today and i um and i shared with her a situation that was going on and she said oh my gosh me too <laughs> and it's like yes guess what struggling is universal we're all doing it on some level right it's not some tragedy it's just something we're going through and you're yeah. not alone um it's also nurturing the connection and sense of belonging that can only happen when we believe that we're enough so When we can accept ourselves, when we believe that we are enough, that helps us to connect more fully and deeply with other people. And this connection, which is going to be a theme through the next 10 weeks, this is really about um, a human necessity. Like we have a need as human beings to connect Mm -hmm. with other people. It's a deep need and it's something that we need for survival. and And we fight for it, right? So connection's important. So you if you're going to be authentic, it really demands this kind of wholehearted living. And, you know, even when it's hard, even when you're wrestling with like, am I good enough? Are they going to like me? You know, am I smart enough? Insert your own. Am I blank enough? Um, choosing to still be who you are is really important. So, um, so just remember that as you're going into it. Now, sometime, there's a risk, right? So it's not always safe to be authentic. So there are some places in the world where you just know, like, hmm, if I if I start talking about my beliefs on this type of politics in a group of people who are voraciously the opposite type of politics for me, um, you know, I can say I can stand my ground and say, like, here's how I feel about it. But if I go like head to head with these people, like, chances are that they may result to criticism saying things that are mean and that's what happens to us we feel threatened sometimes we're cruel and we're, mm-hmm. we criticize and so you know there's there's that risk of cruelty and there's also um the risk of what if i let myself be seen and nobody likes what they see and that's really scary but what if they do right and what if the right people do and i always i'm always. Uh, quick to remind myself, I used to work in sales for many years and I coach people in sales. Uh, and there's always this fear of like asking the hard question, are you going to buy or not? Are you going to, is this a good deal for you? Are you ready to close the deal? Right. And the challenge is, is that not everybody is your client and not everybody wants to buy what you're selling. Yeah. But it's really hard for us to accept that. And so oftentimes Mm -hmm. we just won't ask because as long as we don't ask the hard question, we don't have to be rejected. But if you embrace the fact that not everybody is the right fit for you, not everybody is going to be, you know, not everybody's going to buy what you're selling, then you can quickly ask the question and get on with it and go to the next person who is. Yeah. And it's not about you and it's not about right or wrong or good or bad. It just is what it is. Yeah. Not yep. every, you know, this show's not for everybody. You may have already changed the station. <laughs> That's okay. We're not talking to you, yeah. we're talking to the people who the show's for. Yeah. So if you're still with us, we love you and we're <laughs> authentically happy to have you. So uh, so there's this other piece that we know about authenticity, and this is kind of the the challenge of the cultural norms for women and men. Right? So and this is I'm gonna speak to North America because that's where we are. But the cultural norms is this idea that um we associate being feminine or being thin, nice, and modest with women, right? And so that means that if we want to play it totally safe as women, that we have to be willing to stay as small, quiet, and attractive as possible. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but attractive for one person is not the same thing as attractive for another person. And if we're holding ourselves up against the women in the magazines, I mean, these <laughs> women's have been digitally remastered. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could look like a supermodel if Vogue ever wanted to put me on the cover. Yep. Like, I think I'd never look better in a bikini yep. if somebody with one of those awesome computers got me up there. So, um, So that's something that we have to work against if, you know, if we want to stand up, share our opinion, being small and modest is not going to help us to be brave and courageous and wholehearted. Yeah. So with men, what we know are kind of cultural norms, and I'm not saying that these are the right norms. I'm just saying these are what research tells us are the norms, is that men, um, we expect them to have emotional control, to have primacy of work, control over women, and a pursuit of status. Right. And so that way if men want to play it safe, they need to stop feeling at all. Like, so no feelings start earning and give up meaningful connection. Well, that doesn't sound good to me on either side of the fence. No. Right. I wouldn't expect my man to do that. And I certainly wouldn't expect myself to fall into the other category. So that's, you know, so that is hard, but sometimes we have to push back on those cultural norms and say, you know what, that's not who I am. And I'm not going to be small and modest and pretty and feminine all the time. Like sometimes I'm going to be loud and I'm going to laugh out loud in a restaurant and have a really good time, or I'm going to wear my sweats to the grocery store and that's okay. Yep. Right. I love Tahoe for that. I think we can, we get away with a lot more
0: authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's always, you know, when you do wear the sweats and no makeup that you'll run into everybody. Right. But then they don't (laughs) have their makeup on or sweat and they have their sweats on too. So then it's like a
1: real connection, right? Like, oh, you're, you're human too. Awesome. So, um, as we struggle to be authentic and brave, it's important to remember that cruelty always hurts. So when people are cruel or when people do give us feedback, like, oh, I can't believe you wore your sweats to the grocery store or wow, is that your, you know, you didn't wash your hair today. Um, that even if it's untrue, even if criticisms are untrue or people things say, people say on Facebook and stuff, it still hurts. And so, and that's sometimes the risk of authenticity and not even sometimes that is the risk of authenticity. Is that somebody may make a comment and they may say something that's not super nice.
0: Yep.
1: And even if you know it's not true, it still hurts. So, um, so sometimes what we'll do is we'll get into this whole factor of, well, I don't care what other people think, but the risk with not caring what other people think is that you also lose your ability to connect with people because you're basically shutting them off.
0: Yeah. So, Interesting.
1: Right. So it seems like, so a lot of times people say, oh, I don't care what other people think. You know, I don't care if they don't like my hair or they don't like my clothes. And it's like, well, that's not quite, that's still armor, right? It's still yeah. the other side of the spectrum. And it does cut off the ability to connect with people. So when you're going into the world and you're trying to be authentic, I just would encourage you to be ready to share your gifts. You never know what you put out there that somebody else might really need or want to hear yep and so and I mean we've we've been doing this show for how long five years now or something like six yeah a long time it's been a while and we po- we started podcasting a couple of years ago and I'll get letters from people every now and again or a Facebook message that says like I listen to this show every week and it's just so helpful or I um, you know I really love the show on you know, protecting from reactive tendencies or something, but you just never know what impact you're going to have on somebody. Mm -hmm. And so put your art into the world because you never know who's listening, who's watching, who wants to see it. And you think about the painters who never paint because they're desperately afraid that somebody will not like their painting or the person with a beautiful voice who never sings because she thought she wasn't good enough. Um, And how we're missing out on that in the world And so when you're able to be authentic, it really acts as a gift to others because it allows other people to be authentic too. And if you put your gifts in the world and you're brave, then it allows other people to be brave. And I think that's a great thing. So make authenticity more important than being liked. At the end of the day, if you can make authenticity more important than being liked for yourself, you will move towards living a more wholehearted life. And you may find, as Brene Brown did when she was writing this book, that when she stopped trying to please everybody, she had more time and energy to connect and take good care of the people who really loved her for who she was and who were the most important. Good point. Yeah, so, um, so think about that. So this is first week of the, uh, guideposts to wholehearted living. So we're going to have nine more next week is going to be letting go of perfectionism, cultivating self-compassion. So we got a lot of hits on our show about perfectionism. The last time around, people seem to really love this subject. And, um, and if you want to read the book, because you're just excited and you want to dive ahead, it's called the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown. And we'll be back with you next week. I look forward to it. Yeah. So um, if you have comments or you uh, have a show idea, please post on Facebook, on our Facebook page, the Positivity link, and uh, or you can message us.
0: Very so, good. Yeah. Well, we'll see you here next week. Same time, same place. Sounds good. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. You've been listening to Alexis Robin with The Bright Side here on K-Tahoe.